In the thrice-daily Shemona Esrei prayer, we first ask God to bring us back. We later ask God to forgive us. Aren't these two blessings redundant? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 17, Daf Yud Zion of Megillah. Welcome to the Transformative Daf. A prince was once taken captive by enemy troops while still a young boy. Taken far away from the kingdom, he grew up in a foreign land, speaking a different language and practicing different customs to those of his parents' home. One day he found out who he really was and became determined to make his way back to his birthplace and life of royal privilege. Aren't you worried you won't fit in? his friends asked him. Of course not, the prince replied. It might be strange at first, but it's my home, my heritage, it's where I belong. Says the Gemara, Shimon Habakuli arranged the 18 blessings of the Amida prayer before Rabbi Gamaliel in their order in Yavne. Rabbi Yochanan said, and some say it was taught in Abraisa, 120 elders and among them several prophets established the 18 blessings in their order. Why did they see fit to institute to say the blessing of repentance after the blessing of understanding? As it is written, and they will understand with their heart, repent and be healed. If so, let us say the blessing of healing after the blessing of repentance. This cannot enter your mind, as it is written, and let him return to the Lord, and he will have compassion upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. But what did you see to rely on this verse? Rely on the other, another verse, in which it is written, Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit? Is that to say that the blessings of redemption and healing should be placed following the blessing of forgiveness? But isn't it written, Repent and be healed? That verse is referring not to the healing from illness, but rather to the healing of forgiveness. Let's analyze this Gemara. What's the difference between the brachas of repentance and forgiveness in the Shemona Asrei? If we're asking Hashem to return us, does that not then imply that He has forgiven us for our sins? Presumably, it's a symbiotic relationship. We repent, He forgives. Why do we need two separate brachas? In the first bracha, in the sequence of the blessings of supplication, we beseech heaven for understanding. We ask Hashem that He grant us the wisdom to successfully navigate the travails of life. Once that request has been granted, everything flows naturally from there. With the blessing of wisdom, we begin to understand that the best way to navigate life is to place ourselves in Hashem's hand. If we simply trust Him to guide us, we can rest assured that everything will be okay. That perspective forms the foundation of the next blessing, asking Hashem to return us. Of course, He won't do the work of Teshuva for us, but we're asking Him to help us along the way and open the right doors so that we don't give up as we strive to better our ways. The key, though, is to remember that Teshuva doesn't mean changing ourselves into something different. It means returning to the royal palace, the place where we originated. Just like the prince who was kidnapped as a young child, our sages advise that the way to turn things around in our lives is to remember that we are reclaiming our birthrights. That's the meaning of the Torah that Moshe commanded us is an inheritance for the congregation of Yaakov. It's our inheritance. It belongs to us. It's ours for the taking whenever we come back to claim it. So far in the Midah, that return does not speak of our sins. It's simply an attitude shift that we're striving for. We're asking Hashem to help us align our thoughts and desires with the will of heaven, that we learn to trust Him and know that whatever happens in our lives, He has a plan. 
The wisdom of this attitude leads to a new way of looking at life that allows a person to stop worrying with the knowledge that everything that happens comes from Hashem. Some people mistakenly believe that Teshuvah is dependent upon receiving atonement for their prior mistakes. What then happens is they get caught up in a state of inertia. Unable to fix everything, they either stall or give up entirely. In contrast, the wise person first returns to the ideal state of being and only afterwards starts working to clean up his past. It's much easier to rectify all transgressions when you're in a new frame of mind, a frame that couldn't contemplate acting again today as you did yesterday. Rabbi Dr. Abram J. Tversky offers an example from the Ibn Ezra about the sin of coveting your neighbor's property. How can the Torah command a person not to desire something when they can't help it? The answer is that one must understand that something belonging to another person is impossible to attain. Imagine you heard that there were mountains of diamonds and gold on a star billions of miles away, free for the taking. Would you desire them? Not really, because you know that they're not reachable. That should be the attitude toward the property of another. It's simply unattainable because Hashem has destined it for someone else. When you return to the palace and align your mind with Hashem's plan, all sinful desire simply dissipates. That's why the prayer for forgiveness is completely separate from the prayer for teshuva. Once you've aligned your will with God's will, He will assist with remedying any previous missteps. At that point, you too will wonder why you ever acted as you did. If you're looking to get back on spiritual track, don't let the Yetzirah convince you that you're not worthy until you clean up your act. Just refocus and become the person you know Hashem wants you to be. Start tuning into the divine will and things will start falling into place. As long as you set out each day knowing that Hashem is in control, all your worries will disappear. May you pray for wisdom, use that wisdom to refocus, and may all your prior errors be washed away, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.